This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Before we start today's show, another reminder that you can support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio Mike. You get a bonus podcast every single week, the Pat and Mike show, which is hilarious. You can see some clips of those over on the Instagram and TikTok at TCBpod or at radio.mike on TikTok. Plus, you can check out the YouTube channel and if you can, rate the podcast five stars on Spotify now or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get into it. Today on the show, the voice actor for Mario has retired. I was so obsessed with a video game that I actually broke it. Plus, I uncovered a deep, dark secret about the Baja men. All that and more on 20th Century Boy, the show that will leave you roses by the stairs to show you that we really care. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Ready or Not, Here I Come. This is the inside of my mind. I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion I've done that one before. If you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, I do a different name, generally radio mic themed or R themed or M themed or mic themed or radio themed, whatever, at the start of each show. My name, of course, is Radio Mike, but I do have a, I did write down Ready or Not, Here I Come, being like, that's great. Why have I not done that before? But now that I've said it, I do have this sinking suspicion that I have actually done it before. Can someone let me know? I do have a spreadsheet with them all on, so I will just check after this, actually. But hope you're well. Welcome to 20th Century Boy, the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that nobody else cares about, a weekly one-sided conversation with me, Radio Mike, your host, here to talk to you today, and you can write back anytime. You can't respond in real time, but you can respond in fake time, I guess, by emailing radiomikepod at gmail.com, at radio.mike on Instagram, at it's radiomike on Twitter, follow the podcast Instagram at TCBpod. However you want to engage with the show, just do it. Just bloody do it. We love to hear from you. You guys help build the show. Um, look, going to be honest, I am under the pump at the moment. I am uh, 16 days until I fly to Portugal, uh, which is going to be awesome. But... Um, in those 16 days, I have to squeeze in a lot of work and a lot of editing and a lot of um, bulk recording podcasts. Now, I think, I mean, a lot of you will know, but there is four weeks that we have pre-recorded of this podcast, which will be coming out for the four and a half weeks that I am in Europe traveling. Um, so those are already pre-recorded, edited, scheduled, ready to go up, and I hope you enjoy them. My other podcast, Harry Potter and the Boys, will still run and... Uh, I'm about to start the bulk record process of that um, to get basically to keep everything running sort of for you guys as it is um, while I'm away. But yeah, that does come with a lot of additional work and uh, on top of my normal work as well. So at the moment, I feel like I'm running completely on adrenaline. I'm very tired. I had a V energy today, which is stupid. Um, and I just want to go to sleep right now. Sam Garlep was here this morning to record an episode of Harry Potter and the Boys for next week. Um, I'm doing something really cool tomorrow that I'm not allowed to talk about that you will find out about at some point as well. Um, but yeah, predominantly, I'm just under the pump. So the next three weeks, I think there's, including this, there's three episodes until I go. 
Um, and they might be shorter. They might be a bit more casual because like I'm, I'm genuinely very time poor. And, you know, as always, the podcast shifts with where I'm at in my life. Um, but I am excited for you to hear both the pre-recorded episodes, but also the TCB World Tour bonus editions, which will come out every Friday while I'm in Europe. Probably will just be um, a 30-minute podcast vlog, blog, vlog kind of style thing from me where I talk about everything I've done that week. Um, so, yeah, they'll, they'll, as I've said, there's actually going to be more content while I'm away than when I'm not away, which is good for you guys. Like, I hope you guys enjoy it. We've put a lot of work into it and, and yeah, it's been really busy and um, yeah, I am feeling under the pump, but let's get into it. I was, uh, I mean, I was going to say, I didn't have much to talk about this week and I was worried I like wouldn't be able to sustain an episode, but a few things have happened in the last 24 hours that one are perfect for me in this show, but two, like, I just have to talk about the first one, which many of you um, may have seen, some of you may not have seen, is that the long-time voice actor of Mario from the Super Mario video games, Charles Martinet, has officially resigned from his role as Mario. Now, if you're like me and you grew up in the 90s and you had a Nintendo 64, you almost certainly played the game Super Mario 64 in which really the voice of Mario was born. You would have turned on your Nintendo 64 and heard this. It's me, Mario. Let's go. And that voice, like, even if you're not a gamer, even if you don't play, like, Nintendo games, even if you don't, you haven't, you know, even if you didn't grow up with games, that voice is iconic and synonymous with gaming in general. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about one, why I think it's weird that he's resigned from this role after probably over 30, uh, maybe, yeah, 30-ish years of voicing Mario. Not just Mario, by the way. He also voices Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi, um, all of whom have, like, similar style voices. Hi, I'm Charles Martinet. I do the voice of Super Mario. Here we go! And Luigi too. Luigi number one. Ha ha. And Wario. Have a It's weird that I think it's just happened. Real. It's just a really weird revelation. I'll read exactly the statement that Nintendo uh, put out there. Right. Take a listen to this. I just find it. This is very interesting. Um, Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time, as far back as Super Mario sixty four. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he will be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, but he'll continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. So I find it really interesting. This is probably one of the most iconic voices in gaming. And, you know, a lot of video game characters, whether it's, I don't know, like originally, like they were all silent. Charles Martinet brought that character to life in Super Mario 64. Like, almost with, with such few words, you know? It's me, Mario. And that Italian accent and that, like, cheesiness to it. But just mo- mainly just, like, the sounds that Mario makes. Like, the ha, whoo, all that stuff, you know? We all know that. We're all familiar with it. And it's, like, ingrained in my brain 
purely from playing Super Mario 64 on my Nintendo 64 back in the day. That's how, and, and you know, he's carried that voice through and recorded new lines all the way through to like the modern games. And a couple of months ago, um, a trailer for a new Mario game came out called Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's coming out in September. Looks really good. And, you know, because I follow particularly, like I watch a bunch of like Nintendo YouTube channels just because I'm really into Nintendo they, a bunch of them were saying, oh, Mario's voice sounds really different in this. Now, personally, I listened to it and I thought it sounded exactly the same, but they were like, no, nah, it's definitely a, a new voice actor. So even back then, people were picking up on it, but it's only been officially announced now, right? I didn't pick it up. And ironically, like, I genuinely do think the new Mario voice sounds exactly like the old one. So I don't get why Charles Martinet has resigned. Maybe he's just sick of doing it. Maybe Nintendo didn't want him to do it. I don't know. But I think just in terms of voice acting in games, like if you grew up playing games from when I did, you will remember a time where there weren't voices in games. Like you you didn't, the characters didn't speak that like, it was all 8-bit. It was all, you know, it wasn't what it is today where you have full-on movie-like cutscenes in games. And I look back at, like, yeah, Mario, where you you had this character and this life brought into this character who previously did not speak in any games before Super Mario 64. Like, did not have a voice. Just had sounds of him jumping and coins and jumping on turtles and stuff, Right. And then I look through like other games that sort of followed from that. Like one of my favorite games from when I was a kid and one of my favorite series was Kingdom Hearts, which is like this um, game where you play as this boy who essentially goes to all the Disney worlds. Like he goes to like Tarzan, he goes to Hercules, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, really good game. It's become like one of the best selling series of all time. And that was the first game that I remember as a kid that had like fully animated cutscenes and speaking characters and a, and like a game that had a proper story, like a game, like, sorry, not a proper story, but a game, like you, I'm sure you all kind of get what I'm saying. Like a game that had cutscenes and like, I was so invested in the story. Whereas like, you know, games like the original Mario games, which is like the princess has been kidnapped, go find her. Whereas this, like, I, I, and I think, Having Charles Martinet voicing Mario in Super Mario 64, that game, for anyone who knows, like, the history of gaming and stuff, that was such a groundbreaking video game in the world. It was one of the first, like, fully 3D platformers that was, like, a mass seller. It was, like, one of the first 3D games, like, proper 3D games where you could move the camera and move around in a 3D space. Like, that game was revolutionary, and I don't think we can overlook little things like the personality that a voice of a character... Because Mario really could have sounded like anything. And I think Charles Martinet, the voice actor, actually said in an interview that, like, because the character was, like, a plumber from Brooklyn, a lot of people were auditioning and doing, like real Brooklyn style voices like hey like imagine if Mario sounded like that but he just came in and was like it's a me like he he did this it's me Mario did the cheesy Italian accent and that became iconic with now one of the most recognizable pop culture characters on planet earth you know 
I've said this before, but I would argue Mario, Pikachu, like these kinds of characters are surpassing Mickey Mouse because kids, I don't think, see Mickey Mouse that much anymore. Anyway, just like a huge thing. Like if you've ever played a Mario game, Super Smash Brothers, anything with Mario in it, except for the Mario movie, ironically, (laughs) that was Charles Martinet, but... Charles Martinet did appear, and this is like sort of the silver lining of it all, he did appear in the Super Mario Brothers movie where he played Mario and Luigi's dad and the last line spoken in the movie is from Mario and Luigi's dad saying, those are my boys, pointing to Mario and Luigi. And I think that's a perfect legacy and a perfect final line for Charles Martinet. That that will be the last line he voices in any Mario media, him looking at Mario and Luigi and saying, those are my boys. So just a really interesting story, really interesting uh, history, I suppose. And yeah, just wanted to talk a little about this. Like Nintendo and Mario have been a huge part of my life. So I was quite shocked to see it. Another thing I wanted to <laughs> bring up today is um, I mentioned last week that I bought an iPad to um, to look at um, to read books and watch movies and stuff when I'm traveling. And I've also realized there's like, I think I talked about it. You can get comics. So I downloaded all the Simpsons comics. I don't know why, but I, as a kid, never read the Simpsons comics. Like we loved the Simpsons, but never had the comics realized there's like 250 Simpsons comics and I've started reading them and they're just like, it's almost like lost episodes of the Simpsons. Like it's like you're discovering episodes of the Simpsons. You'd never seen, like you can hear the character voices in your head and it's quite, it's, it's really interesting. I've been really enjoying just reading through them. They're really funny. They're really like true to the source material. I think they're really, really great. And yeah, just surprised. I never had them as a kid. Like I knew they existed. I guess I just didn't know where to get them or how to get them or anything like that. But what we've been doing is like with Claire, we, when we go to sleep, I read a Simpsons comic and I read it with me doing the voices of all the characters that appear. And I've realized like there are some Simpsons characters that I like, I, I try to do every voice, even though I can't do all the voices, but I think there's, there's some characters that I actually think I do good impressions of. So I wanted to today do the worst Simpsons impressions you will ever hear. And I I think most of these are pretty bad, but I'm just, I just want to do that. I just want to see what people think. Like I'm going to do really bad Simpsons impressions and I want you to roast me in the comments. So we'll start off with Marge. So Marge is a bit like, mm, Homer, you told me you'd come home to pick the kids up from school, but you stayed out drinking at Moe's all night. Something like that. Patty and Selma, similar to Marge, bit more um, rough. Marge, why'd you marry Homer? He's a deadbeat dad and a drunk. Yeah, Marge, come and live with us. Divorce Homer and leave him. Something like that. Krusty. <laughs> I'm going to try my Krusty. <laughs> um, hey, hey. <clears throat> that was bad. Hey, hey, kids. <laughs> I actually think the laugh is good, but the hey, hey, kids is bad. Dr. Hibbert, I actually think I'd do a good Dr. Hibbert. Take a listen. Mrs. Simpson, I'm afraid Bart has to go to hospital. 
Is that good? See, I don't know. I think most of these are bad and I own that. Um, Lenny, I don't know why I even put Lenny in. Lenny. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, it's me. It's Hey, Homer, it's me, Lenny. That was so bad. I'm embarrassed by that. I'm going to try a Mr. Burns, Mr. Smithers <laughs> interaction. Smithers, who is that? Uh, that's all. <clears throat> uh, that's Homer Simpson, sir. One of your drums for Sector 7 G. <laughs> This, imagine this. Imagine this every night, you falling asleep to this. This is the reality. Kirk Van Houten. Uh, Luann, can I have my stuff back? Uh, can I see Millhouse? Uh, I actually think my Kirk isn't that bad. Uh, I think my comic book guy is actually not bad. Here's my comic book, book guy. Worst impressions ever. Oh, the internet king. Maybe he can... Maybe he can help me find faster internet pornography. Ned Flanders, bit of a struggle, but like something like, my hidely ho neighborino. But I, I don't know. I, again, I don't know. Then there's a few wild cards. I know these aren't Simpsons characters, but Peter Griffin. Well, that reminds me of that time I kissed the Dalai Lama. Eh, not bad. The laugh is okay. And then realize I actually do quite a good Cartman and Kenny from South Park. And on South Park, they actually pitch the characters up. So I'm going to do it, but you'll hear it pitched up. So this is this is me doing Cartman. Screw you guys, I'm going home. And then this is me doing a bit of Kenny. Uh, so, th- <laughs> so those are Radio Mike's world's worst impressions. Let me know what you think of those. And if you can do an impression of a character, any character... I'd love for you, I'd love this to be a new segment. Send in your impression, best or worst. Maybe do the impression, right? And you can send it in as an audio file at radiomikepod at gmail.com or on Instagram, just send an audio message or call the hotline. We haven't played the hotline for a while. one 800 If you've got a contribution to the podcast, there's only one number you speak. Whether you do a good impression or a bad impression, just send it, right? And then we'll, like, either we'll know or we won't. Like, if you're like, oh, I do an amazing impression of Donald Duck, like, send it, and then we'll be like, oh, yeah, that's Donald Duck. Well done, right? Let's try. I'd love for this to be a new segment. Please send them in if you can do them, um, good or bad. 20th Century Boy will be right back. <laughs> Guys, I know you're probably sick of me telling you this, but we're an independent podcast. Woo! Hooray for independent podcasting in Australia. But that means that we don't have a big team behind us. It's all me. Guys, I've been working overtime the last few weeks to get stuff done to keep the pod going while I'm away. If you can spare a dollar per episode, please jump on the Patreon. You also get a bonus pod, the Pat and Mike show. Genuinely, if you listen to this pod every week and enjoy it and you have $4 a month, $1 per episode, it would genuinely help so much. Um, Like it does take a lot of work to do this pod, but I love doing this pod. I love doing all my stuff, so I will keep doing it. But yeah, um, you know, any money really helps us keep going, keep growing, and keep glowing. And that's our saying here at Radio Mike Productions. Grow, go, and glow. Well, it is now. Anyway, back to the show. But yeah, please consider it, guys. It would mean a lot to me. Couple more things today. 
I, uh, I, sometimes when I make this podcast, um, sometimes it just takes a sec for me to like get, get a story. You know, journalists are always looking for a story. They're always looking for what's, where's there a story? How do I get something out there? You know, that's legit journalism. And that's sort of like me. Like sometimes there's a few things that I want to talk about, like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could talk about that for a bit, but I don't have a huge opinion on it, but I'll just talk about it. Do I have a funny spin on it? Maybe, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes, like, I, I call them, I don't have a name for them. Let's just, like, like they're episodes that I feel like they're 90% there, like they've got some stuff, but they don't have a hero segment, right? And I guess a hero segment, it's just a, it's a segment that, like, I'm really passionate about and behind. Not that I'm like not behind all the content, but like there's usually each episode I try to have one thing that I was just really excited to talk about. And like, I guess the Mario thing did come to mind, but just about 10 minutes before I was going to start recording, I discovered something else. And all of this completely blew my mind. And and there's a few sections to this. The first one is um, sometimes I beat myself up. We all do it, right? And I'm like man, I'm nearly 29, what have I achieved? Like, look at some of my friends, some of my colleagues, some of my peers, what they have done at age 29, what what they had done already at age 29, um, people younger than me that have achieved more. And it really, like, you know, sometimes that gets you down. You're like, ah, oh, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. It really gets you down. And, you know, there's often... There's, like, motivational things in these times, right? There's There's... Things people use to motivate people when they're feeling flat. And, you know, some of them include, oh, you know, the Beatles got rejected from like five labels before they were finally signed. Uh, J.K. Rowling's first draft of Harry Potter was rejected by 12 publishers before she finally got a publisher to publish it. Um, You know, one that I sometimes like to think about is... um, Michael Richards, who played Kramer on Seinfeld, perhaps one of the most iconic roles on television. He didn't get that role till he was 40. And that's his most iconic role. He was 40 when he got that role. And he'd been acting and doing comedy before then. What happened after, let's not talk about. But, you know, took him to 40 to get his most iconic and most groundbreaking role of all time. I'd like to add a new one to the mix. And this actually blew my mind. The Baha Men, who you may know from their very successful song, that's them. If you're ever feeling down about your success in life, I want you to know this. The Baha Men formed in 1977. They would never have a hit until the year 2000, 23 years later, with their hit, Who Let the Dogs Out. If you were ever feeling like you just haven't got there yet, keep going, because it took the Baha Men 23 years of being the Baha Men before they had a hit and won a Grammy. You will get there. Be like the Baha Men. This reminds me of my um, speech from last year about Frankie Muniz. Be more like Frankie Muniz, child actor, drummer in a band, race car driver. That guy's done it all. I did this post about him. He retweeted it. 
I'm telling you, be more like the Baha men. Just keep going. Keep doing what you love because one day you will have a hit and you might win a Grammy. You probably won't win a Grammy, but keep going. But then I started, I actually started digging deeper into the history of the Baha men. And what I found really surprised me and might surprise you too. I really don't know if this is common knowledge at all. Because there's two things, two things here about the Baha men. Well, three, I guess, including the one I've just said. It took them 23 years to actually have a hit, right? So this podcast might not become the biggest podcast in the world until its 23rd season, right? Just so you know. Things don't always, like, get big on their first season, second season. You know, we're not all like the Simpsons. We just blow up straight away. But anyway. The Baha Men's classic song, Who Let the Dogs Out? We all know it. Who let the dogs out? Did you know that Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baha Men is a cover song? It's not a Baha Men original. I literally just found this out today because, like, I googled the Baha Men just because I was bored and procrastinating and found out it's a cover of another song. The original Who Let the Dogs Out came out in 1998, two years before the Baha Men, by a guy called Anselm Douglas. Don't believe me? Have a listen to this. That's the start of the song. Here's Anselm doing the iconic chorus. Am I the only person that didn't know this? I swear to God, like, that is not common knowledge. Like, I I swear that cannot be common knowledge that the Baha men covered Who Let the Dogs Out. It's not a Baha original. I was shocked to my core that I never knew that. Like, that is a piece of trivia I did not know. But also found out something else crazy about the Baha men. We're all familiar with the song by Top Loader, Dancing in the Moonlight. We get it almost every night When that moon is big and bright It's a supernatural wild delight Everybody's dancing in the moonlight And we all also know that that was a cover song from a song in the 60s. Now we get it almost every night but did you know that before Top Loader covered Dancing in the Moonlight in 2000, the Baha men covered it in 1994, six years earlier, and hit the charts in New Zealand? Just, I, I, I literally, on a whim, not expecting to find anything, Googled the Baha men because I was just bored procrastinating and I found out three crazy things. It took them 23 years before they had a hit. Their biggest song was a cover and they also covered Dancing in the Moonlight six years before Top Loader did. This was the craziest day of my life. 
I'm genuinely serious. There's nothing crazier has ever happened in my life. That is insane. Gee, I, ca- I cannot believe what I found out today. Um, I, uh, I broke a video game. I, I, I've talked about this before as well, but like on PlayStation, I pay for like the PlayStation Deluxe online. Every few weeks they, they put up a bunch of free games. You can just download them like proper free games, a lot of indie games, but some AAA games and downloaded this game called Forager, which is like this indie game. And like, without getting too into it, you like just have to like build stuff and forage for resources. Just a, just a chill game, like Stardew Valley kind of vibes that you just, you play, you watch YouTube, you listen to podcasts and stuff like that while you play. And it just, it's a time sink. You just, you, you, you get up and you realize four hours have passed and you didn't, you don't know how all that time passed. And I always get sometimes like, it, like some games I just start playing and then I drop after an hour. Cause I'm like, ah, not for me. Sometimes I get super obsessed with games and I just stick with them. And I have this weird thing where like, I try, like I have to try and get a hundred percent do everything possible in the game, like get every achievement, get everything. It's just this weird thing I've always had where I want to get everything, experience everything the game has to offer. And Forager was one of those games. And I became so obsessed with the game that I actually broke it and can no longer play it on my PlayStation. Let me explain. Basically, I I did everything in the game except like the final achievement I had to get was to get a trillion coins. So like coins are just your currency. You can like mine them. You can make them in a forge or you can um have banks that generate. Anyway, whatever. You had to get a, tri- sorry, I just kicked the camera. Fuck. You had to get a trillion coins. And like, it was just taking forever. I got to a billion and I'm like, I'm only at a billion and I've been doing this for ages. I'd still have to get to a trillion. You know, not even anyone on planet earth in real life has gotten to a trillion dollars. And so here I am doing it and I look up on YouTube like, oh, I like how to get a trillion coins in Forager really quick. And like someone's got a, someone's got like, oh, this is what you do. This is like the, not a cheat. It's just like, this is what you do to quickly get coins. And like the way you did it, just to like explain, I guess in layman's terms is you, you, you build a little island and then there's this weapon you've got that can create enemies and you build an island, you surround it in cannons that shoot the enemies and then you use the weapon to just generate enemies nonstop. And you each enemy drops a certain amount of coins and just because you're just nonstop generating enemies, they just are dropping so many coins and then blah, 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 whatever, something like that. And I just kept using this thing and generating all these enemies on the island and it got so... Like the game just got so overwhelmed by what was occurring, right? That like it just froze up, started going at like less, like like 1% speed. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And the game is just trying to like generate all these enemies while everything's trying to kill all the enemies and all the coins are coming out and shit and I'm collecting them. So And then the game just didn't know what to do. So, so basically like... 
I, and I can't move. Like, the game's too slow. I can't move. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just wait a bit. But it's just like, it's like the game has stopped. So I reset the PlayStation and I try to get back into the game. But it's still, it loads back in at that exact point where it's still trying to do it. And so, like, I just, I'm, I encounter the same problem. I restart again. I respawn back in the exact same spot. So I just can't. The, I can't get back into the game now. So I've just broken the whole game. I can't do anything about it. I can't open that file because it just makes the PlayStation crash. So I've just, I just got so obsessed with a game that I've actually broken it and can no longer play it. That is how obsessed with a video game I became. You know, sometimes I feel like I should sell my PlayStation because like the amount of time I'm wasting playing games and then breaking them is insane. But here we are. You know, I'm still getting my podcast done. I'm exhausted. I deserve a bit of PlayStation every once in a while. Uh, two more things for this episode. Uh, one, I'm enjoying bringing this game back every few episodes. So let's do one of these. It's Radio Mike's Songs You Forgot Existed. Oh, I forgot about that song. Yeah, it's songs you forgot existed. Uh, you know, just a song that makes you go, ah, I forgot about that song. Last week was Light Surrounding You by Evermore. Had a few people write in, including uh, Patreo Liam. Welcome to the Patreo family, the members of the Patreon, who said that he, I think he said he works at Woolworths and they play Evermore's Light Surrounding You all the time, so he didn't forget it. And then maybe Patreo Ganon bought. I mean, I might as well just open the TCB Discord. Um, on a radio, Patreo Lazar said, haven't listened, but I listen to Evermore tracks every now and then. So I'm sure it's a, it's a song I haven't forgotten existed. But, you know, a lot of people had forgotten that existed, including me. See what you think of this song. Bit of a hit, female singer. I'm going to pin it at like 2010, 2011. Could be wrong. Take a listen. Let me know if you forgot that this song existed. All right, everyone, it's time for another edition of Songs You Forgot Existed. This week we're taking you back to maybe 2010, I don't know, I should have looked it up, with a song that I genuinely did forget existed. Okay, you ready for it? Did you forget that this song existed? That's right, it's Jar of Hearts by Christina Perry. You're gonna catch a cold from the ice inside your soul. Did you forget that song existed? Like, that song was a huge hit, but I have not heard anyone play it. I haven't heard it on the radio. I've not thought about that in a long time. Let me know. Send a message. Did you forget that that song existed? One final thing I wanted to do on this week's show, because, again, um, I mentioned last week that I've been cancelled by the Christians and... Um, I said that Futurama was better, was better than Jesus or something like that. And a lot of people came down on me pretty hard for that. What I've realized is, um, and I don't mean any offense to Christians, but to me, I know Christians are offended by me saying that Futurama is better than Jesus. But what I've realized is that there are a lot of things that are better than Jesus. And I wanted to list a few of them right now. 
Stuff That's Better Than Jesus, a list by me, Radio Mike. The Beatles. The Beatles are better than Jesus, the old classic. Mario Kart. Mario Kart's better than Jesus. I'd rather play Mario Kart than go to church. Number three. Waking up and thinking it's the morning and time to go to work, but you realise it's still 4am so you can sleep for three or four more hours. That's better than Jesus. That feeling is better than Jesus. You know it, I know it. We all know it. It's the truth. Number four. When you've been holding your pee for hours and you finally get to let it out. That is better than Jesus. That feeling is better than Jesus. The release of your bladder is better than Jesus. We all know that. Number four, number five. When you're extremely thirsty and you take a sip of ice cold water from the fridge. That's better than Jesus. Number six. Watching your enemies fail. Don't know how that got in there, but that is better than Jesus. Number seven. Think back for this one. Spending Christmas Eve with your family when you're a kid. Ironically, we only celebrate Christmas because of Jesus. But I think that that experience has transcended Jesus himself. Number eight. When it's raining or stormy outside and you're in bed under the covers, nice and warm. That's better than Jesus. <sighs> Number nine. McNuggets. McNuggets are better than Jesus, especially with sweet and sour sauce. Number 10. I think we'll all get this one. Chocolate chip cookies that are soft and chewy and the chocolate is half melted inside the cookie and you know you should only have one, but you just can't help yourself. So you just keep eating more and more chocolate chip cookies until you feel a bit sick and kind of regret it. That's better than Jesus. That's better. Better than Jesus. I promise you it's better than Jesus. Number 11. Winning the jackpot on the lottery and having $100 million in your bank account. It's better than Jesus. Number 12. KFC. Wicked Wings. Way better than Jesus. Sorry to any Christian listener. (laughs) Number 13. This is the last one. Coming home from school and watching cartoons and not doing your homework. Remember that? That was better than Jesus. Anyway, that's my list of things that are just better than Jesus. Oh, and Futurama, of course. The Plug! Ah, finishing the show... I want to plug a few things. I was on Hamish and Andy's podcast last week. I was also on Two Guys, One Cup. I'm on every week um, doing my uh, bigger year of footy. Funny thing happened this week, which uh, I will put some audio of in here. It's good because I get I stress out think, having to think, what, what's going on, Mike? Oh, sorry. I, my, I just noticed my camera's out of focus, so I was just putting my hand up. Oh, right. But I realised now it probably looked like I was saying stop talking. Stop. It looked yeah, 100% yeah. like you were stopping me, the host no, of no, the no, show, sorry. from talking. I'm, I'm just trying to focus my webcam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was, a, that was a really bad way of doing that. 
Really? Slightly confusing to us. Sorry. When you were doing the international symbol of stop this. Stop. Sorry. Go and listen to that on the listener app. Harry Potter and the Boys is back. And of course, the Pat and Mike show over on Patreon. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio Mike. That's the best way to support this show. That's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week with another episode. My name's been Radio Mike. And this has been The Inside of My Mind. Catch you later. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you go and check out the Pat and Mike show on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio Mike sign up there. And if you want more of me right now, go and listen to Harry Potter and the boys. There are over a hundred episodes of my hilarious Harry Potter fan fiction podcast that are there for you to binge. Now there is so much Mike content out there. So if you love me, probably can't get enough of me. Uh, See you next week. This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com.